a playlist original. ready to be petty. Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I am so glad you're here. Sometimes I want to start the show being like, hey friends and foes, but then I'm like, well, none of you are probably my foes. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I don't. Sometimes I literally even want to do that at work, but I really do want to say, hey petty betties. I really think that that's what we should name the RTBP community. Uh, let me know what you think. I'm, you know, just doing a soft launch of the Petty Betties. But if I should do a hard launch with some merch or something, like slide into those DMs and let me know. Anyways, I have a super fun jam-packed episode with friend of the pod, Dana. But before we get to it, I want to say join Patreon. Um, we have been doing three weeks of Patreon, which if you don't know, is a paid subscription to get a bonus episode per week, as well as access to our Discord community. Discord is like kind of like Slack. It's just like a fun channel that listeners, patrons, friends of the pod, like past guests, etc., can all chat and share gossip. It was a wild time when the Try Guys shit broke. Let me tell you that. I was I was thriving. Um, but yeah, you can join Patreon. www.patreon.com slash podcast. And like I said before, we have three episodes out now. One with Sophie from Unpaid Emotional Labor. One from Carly. She's been on the show a bunch of times. And then one with singer-songwriter Kenzie Cates. And then we're talking about After the Altar, Hot Takes, and Taylor Swift's Feuds and Songs. And this week, I am covering the Bling Ring Netflix documentary with Kelly Williams, aka Laguna Biatch, aka co-host of Beyond the Blinds. And I want to give a patron shout out to my very first patron, Haley, a fellow Canadian Haley, you're so funny. I'm so glad you always DM me like reels or like TikToks or memes or like stuff like that. And I'm just so glad you're part of the RTVB community. So thank you so much for joining Patreon. Last thing I want to cover before we dive into today's episode is you can still buy RTBP keychains. The link is in the episode show notes and the bios of my socials. But the cups are sold out right now. I will let you know um, if you are thinking about buying one. I'll let you know when they're back in stock. Okay, I was going to say friends. Okay, petty betties. <laughs> is that going to stick? I don't know. Let me know. Let me know. Okay, petty betties. Let's get to today's episode Here is my conversation with Dana. I'm back with a very special guest. Dana is here. Dana, how are you? You know, I'm doing quite well. We recently moved, and by recently, I mean two days ago. And as a fun fact, we moved into Tori's (laughs) building. (laughs) So while we are recording on Zoom, we are really... 
approximately five floors apart. Yeah, it was funny because I feel like the first question you asked me, well, like not about the move, but when you had actually moved was like, oh, are we going to like record in person? And I was like, honestly, no. (laughs) Honestly, no. So he's like, I have one mic and we're not sharing (laughs) it. You guys remember we used to record in person? And we used to sit shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, like literally fighting over the mic. (laughs) I think it produced some good content though. You know what I mean? Yeah, someday. Scrappy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's do Someday I want to get back to that, but... I just would have to figure out, um, this is, no one gives a fuck about this, but like, but (laughs) the technical aspect of recording with two mics. Yeah. Like you need like a mixer. I don't know if people know what a mixer is, but like, you just need a, like, I don't know. It's just too technical for me. Like even just getting these podcasts out is a, is a feat. So yeah, I thought this was a bold turnaround. We're recording in the morning and you're releasing this episode (laughs) this evening yeah and like whoops um well I thought I was gonna do a solo pod and I thought I was gonna record it this weekend um I didn't know and then I demanded (laughs) that but also I just didn't know that I would be a fucking zombie for the past three days and like when I texted you last night to reschedule I immediately fell asleep so mm-hmm. I slept from 7 till 10 p.m. And then I was awake for an hour and then I slept from 11 to 5 a.m. So um, which we're, we're going to get into later in the pod. So I don't need to bore people with these details. But yeah, a hot turnaround time for like a pod with a guest. But it's a day off today. So I've got nothing but time. Nothing but time. Mm-hmm. So last time you were on, we talked about camping. Wow. And I was like, oh, camping season's over. But like, I guess not because it's hot out and you're like loving this heat. I'm in a rage that it is still hot in October. Okay, but like. <laughs> I'm in an absolute ra- I'm going to rampage. Like this is, I am unwell. I like, okay. So I started putting out some Halloween decorations and like, you know, fall stuff yesterday and I was like this doesn't feel right since I'm in shorts but then it's also like I don't care because it's staving off my seasonal depression see I've told you this before I may have talked about this on the pod before but I believe that I have reverse seasonal depression yeah. T- tell the where listeners I am, about that. I am depressed in the summer yeah. because it's too hot and I'm uncomfortable and it's too much pressure constantly where I feel like I got this from I feel like we as a generation got this from our parents where it was like make the most of the good weather get outside you only have a few days mm-hmm. you better make the most of it and then I just have this internal monologue all summer yeah I'm like, I'm not making the most of it. Whereas, like, I become free in October. I feel that, too. Usually September when it starts to rain. Yeah, yeah. Like, that part of it I get because I do definitely have the summer guilt. And then in the fall and winter, it's like, I can be who I authentically want to be, which is a person yes. lying in my bed watching TV and, like, on TikTok. But, like, still. Like, it's still nice. It's It was like 25 degrees yesterday mm-hmm. for our American listeners, like 70s to 80s, like low 90s vibes in the past few weeks. It's been wild. Yeah, that quick conversion, damn. Oh, it's I'm an expert now due to working. my yeah. working relationship with U.S. folks. Yeah, okay. 
and their refusal to adopt to the twenty twenty first century, twentieth century, probably at that point. I'm I'm laughing because I have so many U.S. friends like through the podcast and stuff, and I just I'm the one that blatantly refuses to change to as you should. I know, it's honestly inappropriate I'm that so the United dumb. States, but on brand i guess yeah yeah truly the inability to, <laughs> to make any change, change. yeah <laughs> we just lost all oh, the wow. listeners <laughs> on that dark note <laughs> on that dark note let's get into today's episode we have a packed agenda because i was away on vacation i've been saving these topics so i feel like it's like a juicy one but we're going to talk about the try guys drama we're going to talk about high school musical the musical the series new casting announcements we're going to talk about the kardashians tons going on there as as per usual we're going to nominate pettyweight champions of the week and then wrap up with this week in petty so first off i want to say i feel like i almost willed the try guys cheating scandal into existence <laughs> i really hate that two weeks ago on the podcast yes we were like, that's a- the Try Guys are my, like, comfort millennial yes. show. And I was like, it's weird that Tori's talking about yes. this because I feel like no one ever talks about the Try Guys. I hope nothing bad happens. That, that's what I'm fucking talking about. I, okay. I've hosted this podcast for four years. I've never mentioned, like, anything related to the Try Guys. I mention it once and then a week later the news breaks that Ned is a cheating wow, okay. bastard. I will fully place the blame on you. <laughs> okay. And this is the reason I demanded to come on this podcast yeah. because I am Tori's Try Guy expert. I've deemed myself. Yeah. Because like I am I don't know if this is embarrassing. I feel like it's fine. I am a very big Try Guys fan. Like had merch yeah, I listen to every single podcast, yeah. including Ned and Ariel's baby podcast, even though <laughs> I do not have a baby. I know. I was like, okay, that might be the embarrassing part. Everything else I think is fine. I listen to all the content. Yeah. I watch all the videos. Yeah. I know all of the the cast of characters at the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, we were prepping to move. Everything was very stressful. Our cat has had some health concerns recently that she has recovered from. And then I'm, you know, in the bathroom scrolling on my phone and I see a TikTok. This is breaking news. This is when I found out. This was my 9-11. Is that inappropriate? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where were you when the news broke? Yeah. And I'm watching this TikTok and it's like, uh, I'm unwell. I just found out that one of the try guys cheated and i was like what who did you think it was did you immediately go to ned yeah oh wow would that not have been your guess no it would have been yeah i (laughs) like well like i don't think it would be keith i don't think it would be zach i don't really know eugene and his partner's like relationship too much so seems very stable okay based on my parasocial relationship (laughs) with these people yeah and so, but I so went to tell Champ. So Node, but yeah. Anyways, I mean, Nado's always been our least favorite try guy, though. Mm-hmm. One hundo. I think it's everybody's. But I went to tell Champ, and I was like, "This is what's happening." 
And he was like, well, let's take a look at the Reddit. And I typically avoid the Reddit because the partners on You Can Sit With Us have talked about how bad the Reddit makes them feel mm. and how upsetting it is. So I don't engage with that content because I support them. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I went there and I was floored. Yeah, same. I think like... Well, okay, you mentioned this a little bit about the parasocial relationship, but I think that that is the point, like, that's why it's so shocking is because Mm -hmm. they definitely felt like every guy is, like, like, because, okay, so let's just talk about a little bit. So the Try Guys, if people don't know, even though I feel like people know, they were a group (laughs) of, like, video producers and personalities at BuzzFeed in, like, the early 2010s which is where I found them. They're a group of guys that try things, like they'll try baking something without a recipe. They'll try skydiving. Like they'll just try things that they've never done before. And they broke out from BuzzFeed. They had really great success. I think a lot of the people from the early, like the early Mm -hmm. 2010s BuzzFeed days had really good success and like, a lot has come out about like the problematic workplace of BuzzFeed, etc. Mm-hmm. But the Try Guys had a really a solid odd like I think they have like three million subscribers or something like that. Like a yeah. solid And like a loyal three million yes, subscribers. Totally. Because it's not the type of people it's like those diamonds in the rough, like Emma Chamberlain, where it's like she is not the biggest YouTube creator, nor will she ever be. But her audience of, like, 8 million or whatever are, like, Emma stans. Yeah, as opposed to traditional, like, influencers or YouTube personalities, I do actually feel like I know them, even with, I think, increased media literacy that's, you know, coming in this day and age. Like, I felt slash still feel like I know them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other piece about their stint at BuzzFeed and then their subsequent YouTube channel and then all of the other things that they do on the side. Like they've written a book, produced a TV show. Which I own. Yeah, oh my God, so many. Have podcasts like you mentioned, et cetera, et cetera. Had a live show, all of this stuff. But a lot of it is sharing personal stuff. And I think that that's the, another difference between people. I use Emma Chamberlain as an example just because she's like one of the only other YouTubers I follow. But like, she would share so much. She would just be like sitting in her car talking about her life. So it's like you really feel like you know them. And I feel like the Try Guys did that. Like nothing really seemed off the table. Like they would share about their relationships, their kids, like all of that stuff. And like homes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah their homes, um, dating, like all of that stuff. And like, uh, yeah, other influencers might not do that or might do it but with a shiny veneer like Mm -hmm. do it in a fake way where they're just showing like oh I'm making my morning coffee but it's like all like aesthetic and stuff like they just Mm -hmm. literally showed their lives or at least it uh, seemed that way so yeah I totally get why well maybe they showed too much of their lives as as it came to be so as everyone knows um there was a video of Ned and their one of their uh, producers 
Alexandria um, making out in a club in New York and a fan caught it and sent it right to the guys and to Ariel, it seems like. And to Alex's fiance. Yes, of 10 years. And then it just kind of spiraled around then. That was like around Labor Day, so about a month ago. Um, And then all of this kind of blew up like a week ago, I guess, two weeks ago. So they they had been dealing with it for like a few weeks before the world had really found out. But yeah, it's brought up a lot of conversations about consent, workplace relationships, because Ned was a co-owner of the company because, again, with their YouTube channel, they owned a full company, like full production company called Second Try. And... It's really just spiraled from there. So um, the video was sent to like the real like participants in this story. But then um, it like leaked online. Right. And then it started just like lots of conversations on Reddit started. And then people. Well, I think it's interesting because the video got posted. And I think people had noticed that Ned had not been in video. Yes, yes. And I would say this is something they've done, like, over the past few years since they started the company. In their BuzzFeed days, it was always the four of them. Yeah. But as they explore new projects and, I think, try to develop a work-life balance, like, sometimes one of them would be missing. But it wasn't ever Ned, which was interesting that's a and I think yeah that's actually people a good point. really focused on that that's a really good point because usually it would be honestly Keith or Eugene because they have like Keith as Lou Berger and Eugene is I feel like actually and lots of other projects. yeah like yeah. I feel like Eugene has a level of fame that's um is surpassed the try guys he's like a b-list and they're still c yeah one or now he's a and they're b at this point yeah like he had a cameo on like brooklyn 99 and like he went to the met Met gala yeah like he's just surpassed um kind of this like youtube fame have you watched the videos of them like fans finding the like edited versions like where Ned is and piecing together the background yes so it's wild yes it's wild yes that's why I like actually have like I used to want to be like low-key famous and now I like literally would rather not because I you really can't get away with anything which again is in most cases really good because it holds people accountable when mm-hmm. they've done shitty things or are doing shitty things. But there's like some pieces that I'm like the absolute microscope that you're under because a bunch of internet sleuths, which like I love and like reap the benefits of all of their work. But, mm-hmm. but like, I never would have seen it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know 100%. Like even all of like the Taylor Swift conspiracies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not the bitch putting those things together or like analyzing frame by frame a YouTube video and like spotting stuff. But like, I definitely love that content. Like I remember, I don't know why I'm talking about Emma Chamberlain so much, but like when there was rumors, she was dating Ethan Dolan and there was a Mm. YouTube video in her house and someone like froze the frame, zoomed in on tiny Polaroid pictures Mm. that were hung up on her wall and was like, this looks like the hoodie that Ethan wore on like October 12th, 
2019 like it's just it's yeah it's absurd like it's it's a it's a level of panopticon that I wouldn't want to experience I don't know if I'm using that term right but do you know what that is I don't know it's like a philosophical theory that like basically you always you act like you're always being watched and social Mm. media and like be real and um all of that has just really you know exacerbated that because like panopticon is like when there's I think it was like I don't know like prisons or something like that in the way 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 back where there's like a tower with the security in the middle and then all the jail cells around Mm. it so it's like you feel like you're constantly being watched but you can make parallels to social media etc nowadays and I just feel like that level of always feeling like you're being watched is something I could never withstand well and apparently it doesn't matter because even if you are a famous person you're still making out with your employee in a club in New York yeah I think that that's the other piece the goal that's the other piece is like the fucking audacity to be a relatively famous person like he on his personal Instagram has like two million followers Mm -hmm. it's like to to be in fucking New York City to go to a Harry Styles concert yeah where arguably a lot of that fan base will overlap. Yes. And take photos with fans at that event. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, and apparently the bar that they were making out in Niagara or the club or whatever is like a popular club. Like it's not like I'm sure. some like sh- dive, dive bar. bar on the, on the yes, I was going to say. Like, where are you at? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like a a small venue in fucking Minnesota or something like that. Like, you're literally at, like, a really, like, big club. So, okay, this is what I wanted to ask you is, like, because they were so blatant about it, like, do you think that everyone knew? Or do you think, like, like, do you think Ariel knew? Do you think the other Try Guys knew? Do you think that Alexandria is the first person Ned's had a extramarital affair with? Like, Jesus. Yeah, 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 it is. The relationship, it seems like, has been going along, on for a long time because this originally came to light apparently in December of 2021, where Ariel and Will were sent messages that they had hooked up on a work trip. My understanding of this situation which is obviously service level was that my guess would be that they said it was a one-time thing and just ended it there and they didn't bring it to the try guys right i don't know if this was ned's first extramarital affair i assume no but it could be i don't think that the try guys knew in a way that would make them like action upon it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's almost like willful blindness. Interesting. Where it's like, uh, some, something weird is happening, but you know, you're just going on with your day to day. And like, all of these guys are busy and, you know, doing their own projects and Zach and Maggie are planning their wedding and, 
you know, Keith is on tour and they just did this Food Network show. And I imagine it's just like one of those things where your brain is like, huh, weird. And you just move past it. Yeah, totally. Because I, based on their response, especially pre like this going absolutely viral. And that's just like based on the podcast episode that they released about like the actions that they had taken before this. I honestly don't believe that they would brush something under the rug that involved like a complicated consent dynamic between an employee and their boss. Okay. Follow up questions. Do you think that they knew that like, okay, so say he was cheating on Ariel with other people, Mm. not Alexandria. Do you think they would have turned a blind eye to that? And they only, I think it's started looking because it's an employee. I think it's hard to imagine for me that, you know, Keith knows that Ned is cheating. Keith does not tell Becky, his wife or tells Becky and Becky does not tell her then friend Ariel. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the piece of this as well is yes, all of these like guys owned a company together, but all of their partners work for said company and they are like frequently going on vacation, going to Mexico, going to Palm Springs. Yeah. They're eating dinner at each other's houses. Like I don't think I don't think you can. I hope that morally they would not be able to keep that information to themselves if they're then hanging out with Ariel and her children on a near day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be my hope. And then my other follow-up question is when the partners, Ariel and Will, right? Yes. Received messages from fans. Do you think like, okay, so like when you have a an account like my RTBP account. I think this is the same with personal accounts, but like I can confirm. Let's let's Yeah, hear it. yeah, where you, you have multiple inboxes. Mm-hmm. So like for and you have like your requests Yeah, folder. yeah, like so for example, like sometimes people will message me but like I don't follow them on RTBP or whatever and like so it'll go into a different folder and it's like sometimes I just won't see those for like a few days or whatever. And it's like I get like one or two. So if you're getting like hundreds of messages and they're going into another folder, a lot of people just like don't open them. So like, do you think that that's a possibility? I think it's absolutely a possibility, especially for Ariel, because she's spoken to on the podcast where people will message her like mean things. Yeah. And they'll be like, you talked over everyone in the podcast episode. You were annoying in this video. And she's like, I just don't read them. So I imagine... She's not looking at that frequently. Totally, And she also does have two small children where it's just like your capacity is. I think it's very easy that people could have been messaging her and she wasn't even clicking into yeah. a request inbox. Yeah. And we talked about this too, about like how they could go out for lunch dates and stuff like that. And it'd be like, oh, well, we're just planning a video or like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a working lunch. We, you know whatever and it is kind of the weird part about where friendship and work relationships blur because yeah you're splitting hotel rooms and you're you're doing things that you normally wouldn't do with like the average coworker. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk a little bit maybe about like what happened, what's happened since. Sure. So a lot of the Try Guys and like their colleagues from Second Try, like Miles, etc., um, have posted like jokes or like comments about this situation. And then a lot of people are pulling video clips like of Ned saying stuff and like it looking shady. Some of it I'm like, hey, that's a reach. But some of it I'm like, eh, not great. Like, what do you think about their, not even just like the Try Guys specific response, but like the internet's response to this or like the other employees? Yeah, I think it's interesting. And I've been trying to imagine what it would be like to be you know, Miles, Rachel, Rainey in this situation where you work at this company and it's like a relatively low key situation. And then all of a sudden you are a viral material. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? They made a comment to Miles was talking about this because they did like an all staff meeting where essentially the guys were like Ned is not appearing in any videos and they couldn't give any context. And all these employees went to essentially the podcast studio to talk after this meeting. And I remember doing this with Tori after meetings at our old workplace where it's like something (laughs) wild happens. And then you go into this room and you're like, what is actually going on? 100%. I, I think it's one of those things where I'm sure people were, uh, flooding their inboxes being like what's going on do you have a comment what yeah what are your thoughts blah 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 and I think I think specifically Miles um is a unhinged comedian and you know I I don't wouldn't read too much into it that they're like new or are trying to like capitalize on this or something like that it just like doesn't seem like the vibe to me. Yeah, I'm going like back and forth. So I listened to the episode that they their podcast episode that they discussed this about. And then, you know, I've read their tweets. I've seen some of their TikToks and like stuff like that. And I feel like and like I probably would feel like this, too. So it's like no shade. But like I feel like they're a little stoked on this. I think it's I think it's like making the most of a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I think like Zach on the podcast did comment on this and said that like their content views and yes, like has interactions has skyrocketed. skyrocketed. Yeah. And you know, there are benefits to that. Yeah. But he did also say that he was talking about how other YouTubers will make their career out of this. And to me it almost sounded like, you know, you get the high of the the spikes after the controversy and then everything will go back to normal. So then you're looking to create those spikes again. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like based on what Zach said, they're not interested in doing that. But I do definitely think that do you capitalize on something that has almost effectively like destroyed the trajectory of your company. (laughs) Yeah, it's so tough because I feel like people don't understand the weight of this. Like he -hmm. was a co-owner. He is one of the four personalities. He, um, again, was there since day one. And then we talked about like the friendship aspect of it. Like I don't think people understand how like intricate this is. But yeah, it's interesting how they're like, 
There was huge, like Rolling Stone picked this up, um, Variety, like tons of huge publications that would have, again, never known these like kind of C-list YouTubers. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where we are saying they make YouTube videos, but arguably the quality of the content is television worthy. 100%. Also, the length and stuff, like it's not like they're making an eight minute YouTube video. They're making like... 45 minutes to like our videos like I remember this one time it was like a Friday night and you I don't know you messaged me or something you're like I'm eating pizza and watching Keith's eat the menu and then I Domino's yes yes and then I sent you a picture and I was eating pizza and watch or eating something and and watching eat the menu which is just so fucking funny (laughs) it's like in our television show rotation essentially yeah because they're hours long (laughs) this is the big thing too is they do a series called without a recipe Mm -hmm. where they bake my favorite various things it's excellent it's like cinnamon buns without a recipe and they do this typically every like summer and holiday season so they've already shot all of the content for essentially their biggest videos of the year and I think like the financial and like just like editing time that it's going to take is you know if you want to capitalize on and get a few tweets in there like you're right you're right I think you might de- they might deserve it yeah that's fair because also it's like yeah I like downloaded their podcast and listened to it and then they I'm not gonna lie it was, it was like an hour long and there was like four ads or something like that so I'm like you're definitely making like probably tens of thousands of dollars just on this episode but you're mm-hmm. right they, they'll probably lose a bunch um just trying to figure out like well, and now their entire editing staff is like does not have capacity to do other things because they're having to edit Ned out of all of these videos. Yeah, and I don't know if you watched the one they released on Saturday, them auditioning for Broadway. No, it is. If you had not told me that Ned was supposed to be there, would not. I don't know how they fucking do that. Like I. They've pulled one clip where you can see his face, like just like the edge of his nose past Keith's Keith's face. And that is apparently the only it's clip ins- they've been able to. It's insane. Like, um, I think Zach said this in the episode, the podcast episode, like we have world class editors and producers. It's like they literally do because it's like fucking Game of Thrones has left like water bottles in scenes. Like, yes. It's- <laughs> That's a great point. Like, it literally, like, they are correct. So, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely wild. Okay, last thing we should talk about with the Try Guys before moving on. Um, They were parodied on SNL. So, again, really making it, like, mainstream. But it was so fucking problematic. So, like, I was so excited. So, I just saw a screenshot of the video. And it's, like, Bowen Yang in, like, the perfect Eugene he did a great Eugene, I will say Such that. Such a good Eugene, like, like the way I can't, I literally can't remember the other two actors' names, so, but, like, whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, comedians. Um, I know the guy in the middle has been there for, like, a really long time. Is one of them, is one of them Mikey Day? <laughs> I have no idea. Champ, where are you at, yeah, bro? Like, I have no fucking idea, because, yeah, Champ's a, a big SNL guy, but, like, yeah. I'm occasional. I, I'm just in the lore because my parents love it, but. Yeah, I watch because Champ watches. Yeah. And... It's, I yeah. don't know. It's it's very hit or miss. And 
I was like the way that the costume department nailed like everything and just like it was so perfect so I just saw the screenshot message obviously the RTBB discord first and was like everybody watch this and then I went back and watched it it was so fucking bad and it could have been so funny and good and they just screwed it up so much so basically if you haven't watched it it is their uh what happened video where Eugene's pissed and then Zach and Keith are like like crying and um but they did it the parody was that news reporters were asking them questions um when they were on the same couch set up and it puts Ned in such a good light it basically shames the other three for like firing him and like posting about it mm-hmm. um I just don't know how. Well, okay, I didn't know how. We, yeah, we yeah. Do know how. I didn't know how at the time they would get away with this, slash how the actors would want to be a part of this because I'm ass- what I'm assuming is that they didn't know really what happened and they were just. It's interesting though because like Bowen Yang specifically is credited as a writer on the sketch as well. No, is he? That's so disappointing because I love him so much and I love Las Culturistas. And Champ was saying that sometimes they can be credited for just like a line or a, a joke or something like right, that. Right, so right. My, my wishful hope is that that is the case. Yeah, yeah. And like SNL writer, or like writers, but also um, – like the actors, like comedians or whatever, like they learn the entire show in one week and stuff like that. So like, I don't think like maybe all of them were like keeping up with the ins and outs of this story per se this week, but it was just so disappointed. And I was like, how could they get away with this? They missed the point so bad. Like, yeah, basically making fun of the guys. It's like, oh, we're upset because our friend kissed somebody and didn't tell us. Yeah, and it's like, no, they took swift action against someone who had an unconsensual workplace relationship with a subordinate. Do we want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think I've had a lot of conversations where people are like, but did she get promoted because of it? Because if she didn't get promoted, then it's fine. No, (laughs) that's not how it works. Like, my definition of consent, and I think that this is a consensus around most people, um, is that you cannot give consent when there's a power dynamic where someone hold can hold things over you. So like skipping you over for a raise, firing you, your your work reputation, a, your livelihood, your livelihood, and your ability to provide yourself with basic needs. Yes, your references. If you decided to quit, like any of that stuff, makes it non-consensual. So I just like, I it's brought up a conversation about like, can you have like, oh well, Alexandria is an adult and stuff like that, and it's like I just don't think that's how that works. It was also like a white guy with like a woman of color, and like I just. I don't know. I just would say no. That, that's not consensual. And I would agree with you. And I did appreciate that the Try Guys also said no. Yeah, 100%. And they took swift action. And then SNL was like, no, they're just being like pissy because he like did something like 
and didn't tell them and it it was just such a bad look so I was like how the fuck did they get away with this like most of their social commentary is like usually good again not not a super follower and then Becky when like Keith's wife one of the Try Guys wife wives uh posted on Twitter because the Try Guys also didn't know that this was coming and they were shocked it's actually before you get into Becky's tweet too it's actually so sad because they've talked like all the time about like how they would want to be on SNL and if they could host and what that would look like and Zach was on as a child in some kind of like choir thing situation and it's just like it's so sad yeah that now they're getting like made fun of on like such a national platform and for something that they should not be made fun of I know and like because I would say they think of themselves as comedians mm-hmm. as well. And they don't do sketch comedy, but like they kind of do in like yeah. in their videos. So yeah, I could see why these the people at SNL would be like, you know, seen as like aspirational. And then yeah. for this for them to like not get a heads up is like so heartbreaking. And then Becky is like, hmm, I remember that uh, Ned went to Yale with one of the SNL writers. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, I bet that's what happened. And then yesterday it was confirmed that this friend, Stephen something, was one of the writers. Brutal. It's just like where there's smoke, there's fire. It's like if it seems to Ned propaganda, there's probably a reason. And we got it. Just freaking guys looking out for guys. Honestly, I am so shocked because I feel like the discourse, there's been, yeah, weird stuff about the consensual. Ne- the- Yeah, the conventionalness of this relationship. But I feel like the other discourse has generally been like, Ned fucked up, the Try Guys seemingly handled it well, and were like almost shocked that men could act this like um, swift and not Mm -hmm. try to like cover up their friend's bad behavior because that's kind of like something that they usually do. And just to see this was was just wild to me so yeah it's definitely ned propaganda or anti-ned propaganda yes yes um last thing before we move on where do you think ned goes from here like does he stay with ariel does he you know launch his own youtube channel does he just kind of like quietly disappear for a year and then Well, it's interesting because we saw the staged paparazzi run in. That actually made (laughs) me And we haven't heard from them since. Yeah, that was, I think, really received poorly. So there was, like, I don't know, like a TMZ um, paparazzi video of them entering their car. It was clearly they called it on themselves because the Try Guys have never been, on like, popped before. And... Uh, one of the people there was like, Ariel, are you like working on things? And she's like, yeah, we're working on things. Well, she said we're working on working on things. things. But like, what does that mean? And like, why did I think that's the point is like, we're not supposed to know. Like, why did they like, 
I guess they're just because living their lives. Because Ned is a lives. fucking narcissistic yeah. monster, probably. Where it's like, if you watch the video too, he like is getting into their Tesla. Yeah. I would like to say he's getting into the car, and as he's getting in, the paparazzi man. Yeah. I don't know if that's the proper term. Yeah. Asked him another question, and Ned gets out of the car to answer the question again. Yeah, like it's. As a person that watches a lot of paparazzi videos, like, it's it was... It was the worst of the worst. 100%. Like, I don't know if they, like, whoever their PR person is should have been fired. Yeah. I don't know where he goes from here. I don't know if he's going to post, like, a response video or, like, what this looks like for him. I don't know if Ariel will stay with him. I think it's probably a very hard decision when they have like a five and two and a half year old. I think that's a hard thing to reconcile. But Ariel, if you hear this, we support you. Yeah. And uh, if you need anything, uh, yeah, reach out yeah, to yeah. RGB. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's move on. Um. High School Musical, the musical of the series, dropped a bomb on us. Not <laughs> quite a Try Guys bomb. Like, but, <laughs> but um, exciting nonetheless. Lucas Scribiel, who played Ryan. Casey mm-hmm. Stroh, who played Martha, question mark? I, correct. Yes. Corbin Blue, Chad Danworth. Danforth. Danforth, thank you. Monique Coleman, Taylor Kessie, question mark, Bart Johnson, <laughs> uh, Coach Bolton. <laughs> Coach Bolton. What is this? Amateur hour? <laughs> Are we playing charades? What's happening? Allison Reed, Miss Darbez. What I will say is to- on Tori's outline, the only person that she has put their character beside is Miss Darbez. And I was like, oh, this must mean she knows the rest of them. As we can see, that is not the case. Okay. I would say basically the only one I didn't get was Casey Stroh and who honestly. And also Bart Johnson. Well, I said coach. So like. I'm the coach guy in the, you know, in the movies. <laughs> and no, no one was going to remember Martha. No offense. That's right. I'll remember you forever, Martha. <laughs> but they are coming, not coming back. Some of them are coming back, but some of them are entering the cast of Season four of High School Musical, the musical of the series. Uh, Lucas Grabeel, Casey Stroh, Corbin Blue have all had minor roles in season three. And I think Lucas and Casey were in even season one. But yeah. like Monique, Bart, and Allison coming back is like fucking huge. It's wild. It's wild. It's a very meta concept, too. Yes, and they're definitely doing, like, have you watched season three? Yes. Yeah, they're definitely. Unfortunately. Yeah, like, fucking same. It was it was literally a fever dream. Like, if, you, <laughs> if you've ever had a fever dream, like, it was High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. But they're coming back. Season three... A few of them were back and we're like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is getting meta. They're making jokes about the series. They've obviously gone in a different direction because they probably had to rewrite the storyline after Olivia Rodrigo left, clearly. And 
where could they go from here? Well, season four, they are going to be covering High School Musical 3. That's the production they're doing. Yes. Which is mm-hmm. weird because it was barely a production. Fair enough. And it's because it's the cast senior year. Mm-hmm. And they are back at East High working on this production. And the OG cast, Monique, Corbin, etc., are coming because they are filming High School Musical for the reunion. The movie. The movie. It's too much. I'm very interested to see how these episodes play out because I do think season three was hard, hard to watch. Season two was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) I feel like I should write this down for another Patreon exclusive hot take episode. But like my hot take is that season one and the entire concept of HSM TMTS is fucking brilliant and the way that they just absolutely dove headfirst into terrible television was um kind of iconic honestly like (laughs) it's like uh so bad it's good can't be situation now yeah 100 like they're they're basically winking at the camera in in certain scenes so we saw Vanessa Hudgens and Zach Efron both at East High photographed, yeah. posted to their personal accounts. Yeah. What does it mean? I think it means that they are also back, but for very... Oh, you think it'll be like uh, Olivia Rodrigo season three where she's in the show? Yes. But all of her scenes are filmed by herself or with people excluding the main cast? Yeah, yeah yes. One hundred. Do you think they'll be in a scene together then? No. <gasps> yeah. I'm going to say yes. I just... And this... We'll put it in the Instagram. Yes. Yes or no. Do you think they'll film a scene together? Type, typing that into the outline. <laughs> but like, I, okay, I don't think they will because they dated. I think it's just like, I want it too bad to be pessimistic about this. I'm manifesting it. Honestly, with the the way that the way you manifested the tri guys. <laughs> the the thing is, is I feel like the way that Zach and Vanessa's careers are going, I feel like if they were offered enough money, they would do a scene together. And like maybe they're like, okay, well, we're not gonna commit to being like even recurring guests, like fucking. But like to do one scene together. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's like, okay, we're not gonna be like Miss Darbus. Sorry, no one's. Calling her nowadays. They're not going to homeroom to sit in their homeroom again. Like maybe they do. Maybe they're like, okay, we we can't be reoccurring characters because this is like beneath us at this point. But we will film like a quick one minute scene, and like maybe they do do it together because they did post those pictures within like a week of each other or something. But I don't know. I kind of just see like envisioned like. Zach having like a scene with Ricky and then Vanessa with Nini but it's like obviously that's not gonna happen so I hate that I don't want them to have scenes with each other I don't care about Ricky yeah honestly also just a side tangent yeah I saw a post or a photo I don't know Champ showed me something of Joshua Bassett on his like actual Instagram and it is insane to me how old he looks there and how 
how they can young him down for the show. I know. It blew me away. I know. I was I know. shocked. I know. Because I see his TikToks every once in a while, too. And, like, I'm like, oh, your jaw's, like, angular and you're, like, muscly and, like, kind of a man. And, like, in the show, you look like a He looks like a boy. <laughs> aggressive but yeah definitely like a child 100 percent. i will say i like him and gina together oh me too yeah like that was like actually like a pretty good pivot it reminded me of um buffy when angel left the tv show and then she got together with spike not that i was like pro spike but it was just like you have sold us on angel for three seasons now and for us to just like pivot to spike is like wild and like I thought they did a good job with that yeah yeah I thought it was good okay let's move on to the Kardashians because there's a lot going on there Kim was recently fined 1.3 million dollars for promoting crypto on her Instagram and not revealing that it was an ad she was paid 250k to post this on her fucking (laughs) stories I think 250k it's like what are you doing that's more money that I'll probably see in my entire lifetime well it's it's not because <laughs> you know what I'm saying yearly salaries <laughs> well, you, you'll get you, it you'll you know what I'm saying at one time for sure yeah unless you win the lottery yeah and um I just am loling because it's like you are doing these cash grabby schemes like these loop giveaways and promoting the weird like bag photo like what is that that's a scam that's straight up a scam it's where people have to I think like purchase something to be entered into the contest and then they just like never do the winner like never do the draw so I don't know I'm just like this serves you right for being super cash grabby when you already have a fucking billion dollars it's insane to me it's like don't you think if you made that much money you would never see me again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would never do anything again. No. I would just... I would plant, plant a nice garden, watch TV, and swim in my nice pool. Yes. And travel and eat really good food. Like, yeah, truly, it fucking blows my mind. And she just won't stop. Like, she just won't ever stop. Well, she's she's got her ass up and worked, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I guess just we, we just don't have it in us. <laughs> I don't. I will not get my ass up at work. <laughs> her, I, I'm calling this her next scam, even though maybe it, technically it's not a scam. But Skin by Kim released mm. bathroom accessories like, you know, a toothbrush holder, a garbage can, a Kleenex box. <laughs> and Oh, is that why she did that video of putting the Kleenex in the box? Yes. Because she's selling that Kleenex box. Yes, it's basically mm. poured concrete. It's poured concrete. And also, I want to just say, I'm going to do a little visual here. Just for you, Dana, because no way I would post this on. (laughs) We're both in our pajamas. (laughs) This is the fucking Poosh Sage Diffuser that I bought, which is insane. Um, And it also just looks like poured concrete. And I hate it. What I will say is if you want a concrete tissue box, you could probably... I guess maybe this is inaccessible to some people, but you could probably just build the mold and pour the concrete for one hundo. 
a fraction of the cost. You could 100% get like the fucking fake cement shit from Michael's and make your own. It, and it's just ugly. It's plain ugly. If it's in her like weird murder house, but no one else's home. No one else's home. The the real, the scam of it all is that it's $355 if you want to buy the entire set. Yeah. Oh, my jaw's on the floor. What? Yeah, 355 fucking dollars. And yeah, it's ugly. It looks like the Flintstones or at a, mm. for a deep cut. If you ever played Neopets. I love Neopets. I love Neopets. We really should get accounts again. Like. That's fun. Yeah, I really think this fall we should get accounts. Okay, cool. But if you ever were on Neopets and you made like a stone house and got stone furniture, yeah. this is exactly yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. So you will be purchasing. Uh, this is on your Christmas list. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you think all this IKEA furniture behind me is is is, is going to be upended for a $350 $55 bathroom set. And that's US dollars. Yes. So. Like 600 Canadian. Plus shipping. Yeah. That thing's got to be heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It costs $200 to ship. <laughs> we are out on. We're we're now dragons. We're out on the. Yeah. Concrete. Yes. Kleenex box. Yes. Yes. 100%. Next. Courtney on Not Skinny But Not Fat, the podcast that is just now a Kardashian. Propaganda. Yes, a Kardashian propaganda. They're like, Ellen, we can't go on Ellen anymore. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we'll uh, go on Amanda Hirsch's podcast. It's like that other one. Um, Alex, is that her name? Call her daddy. Yeah. Where it's just like, here are your lowball questions. 100%. Here is a list of pre-approved questions and things we can talk about. And let's just get some voice clips. These are the millennial or the, the Gen Z late night shows. Yes. Okay. That's a good analogy. 100%. Brilliant marketing strategy for them because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not watching. It seems. Yeah, it seems yeah. authentic, and I'm not watching a late night show, but I would listen to a podcast. Yeah, it decreases the barrier for entry because podcasts are available everywhere, and you can listen to them essentially whenever. It's the same. If you don't have tons of media literacy, you would just take this at face value, but not yes. us. They didn't pull one over on us. Not us. <laughs> Never. So Courtney was on. She is the last of the, you know, the Courtney, Kim, and Chloe trifecta to go on uh, Amanda's podcast. She said some interesting things. She said she has no idea Scott will appear on season two of the Kardashians. My hope is no. And let me tell you, is they've just they've Chris Jenner has made Tristan now the <laughs> have you ta- have you talked to Tristan? His team's going to the playoffs. Like, aren't you happy for him? It's like Chris, take your fucking daughter's side. What the fuck? She never will. She fucking never will. It it makes my soul sad. Me too. And you're right. I should have canceled Scott like fucking 15 years ago, but for some reason gave him a pass because he was funny. I know. And it's probably a good thing, but I'm like, 
Also, aren't the Kardashians like executive producers? So like you should probably yes. fucking know if a main cast member is not going to be on the show. But do you think court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows? yeah. She's an executive cast or executive <laughs> producer in the way that she can uh, mix storylines about herself. Not that she actually cares about what's happening on the show. That's a good point because it's like she was probably like, well, Pete was up until 10 minutes ago, but now he's not on it anymore. So... But Kim's still talking about him. Oh, my God. I know. And it's like, but in the like flashback world we're in, apparently. Yes. But it's like, that's so classic of them. They're like, okay, well, we'll give you this crumb because otherwise you, the the audience will rage. But like, we'll never give you what you actually want, which is like the content that they filmed. I want Pete doing a sit down interview yes. voiceover whatever they yeah it, yeah i i truly hope that i do not have to see scott grace my television again honestly i can't yeah it's like i will whine about courtney and travis like you have no right to do that yeah i i agree honestly if i ever want a scott i don't know nostalgic walking down memory lane i can watch old seasons of the kardashians a hundred percent that man deserves to make no more money off these people. True, true. She also shared that her and Travis don't live together. Um, and I was like, remember last season when you went house hunting for like four fucking episodes? So I guess that was just a sham. <laughs> like, well, it was just so they could make out on other people's <laughs> patio furniture. Disgusting. I was like, you think we're dumb. Like now we just know that that was a fake storyline or like you just didn't tie it up being like we looked at houses we, th- we didn't find anything that we love yeah. we're gonna stay where we are yeah like we've got teens and like young children we thought for their like schedules and stuff like that since we live on the same block it would just be easier to like not cohabitate like it just I don't know the loose strings like If I can see a loose string, then, like, you're not doing a good job. An article came out. I shared this on um, RTBP's Instagram. An article, I think a BuzzFeed article, came out about how the Kardashians exploit the, like, girls in their family versus the boys. Specifically talking about, like, North Chicago P versus, like, Stormy. Yeah, Stormy, true, versus Saint and uh, Rain and Mason, etc. And I thought this was really interesting. So my, my take is that it kind of reminds me of the royal family, Mm. but obviously different genders where it's like, Royal families were like, okay, we need an heir, so we need a boy. Like, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To carry on. An order of succession. Yeah, Yeah. to carry on the the throne or whatever, the crown or whatever. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like the family is like, we need the girls to carry on the brand because we primarily market to women. So that was my... I don't know, kind of take on it, but I was listening to the Say Bible podcast and they had two really good points. They said, A, they're just better at marketing girls. Like, I think they really struggled with Rob 
and yeah. Scott, like they had like he has a hot sauce line and he has the sock line and like that also might just be like his disinterest in um you know being famous and having like a business but like Scott had that renovation tv show and like (laughs) just like random shit where I feel like the girls like the women have been more consistent Mm -hmm. um but then they also were sharing which I thought was really poignant that the women see the girls as an extension of themselves and therefore their brand. Um, so like Kylie just included Stormy in a TikTok, and it's like, of course, because that's her mini me. That's an extension mm-hmm. of the Kylie Jenner brand. And I was like, hmm, I kind of like agree with all of this. What yeah. what do you think? Like, do you think that they overexploit the girls, or do you just think that, like, P and North wanted a TikTok, so they, but like Mason doesn't, or like stuff like that. I think it's probably like a little of column A, a little of column B, right? Where it's like I'm sure that they do want these things that you know the other like kids in their classes are doing, and blah blah blah, and it's like probably one of those things too, where it's like oh your mom is going to New York for a fashion week. Like, are you going like, that's so cool. Blah, blah, blah. You know, true kid, kid, social hierarchy stuff. But then I also think like, are they the same as essentially all of these other like family TikToker YouTubers that exist out in the world that are capitalizing off their children? Like you think it's like, Oh, well, Mason's not going to pull in the numbers, but Stormy's cute, like cooking videos with, with Kylie will so they're just gonna favor like not favor but and I think it's probably one of those things too where it's like Mason is now he's gotta be like what a teenager I think he's like 13 where it's like he's not gonna want to hang out with his mom right the the younger ones are easily like carted around interesting yeah that's a good point like I think maybe some of it's intentional or happens because of just their careers so far but you're right like some of it I think just happens naturally because like even when they have gone on shows like the Ellen show like they bring out Saint and Mm -hmm. like Psalm and Rain and stuff too so the boys might also be just like a little bit less easy to like rein into like I remember when Kim was doing a live driving in New York Mm -hmm. and she had I think it was I think it was Psalm and Saint and they were just like yelling and they were like yeah. talking about like biased Legos and like stuff like that where like I feel like <laughs> P isn't going to do that. Yeah, I definitely think it's I think it's like interesting as well, you know, with like gender norms and families like this where especially where the parents are split up. I think you often see like the girls navigate more toward their mother mm-hmm. and the boys like navigate more toward their father and that might be playing a role in this as well yeah also I feel like in some of these like big super traditional families they just expect the girls to like work Uh, be obedient yes yeah yes and to do the things that they tell them to do exactly and like in uh, us normies lives that might be like helping out around the house or with child rearing or whatever but in famous people it's probably like video content creation like yeah (laughs) 
this, that's so fucking like ugly. I don't even want to think about that. There was a viral TikTok recently uh, where someone looked up all of Kylie Jenner's trademarks mm. and the the name Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-A-N, was trademarked uh, by Ky- Miss Kylie Jenner. Um, and people were saying, did we crack the, the code on Wolf's real name? Well, do you think it's like Christian? Like Christian? So my theory, and I actually haven't seen this online, but like I'm sure it is because it's not a super original theory, is that it is Kristen Webster, mm. but written with a K and an A to make it like more masculine because that's her, Kylie's middle name is Kristen. Yeah, it is interesting. But I wonder, yeah, do you think they've started to just like trademarking things to like throw people off the scent? Just because they're rich enough and they fucking can. I don't doubt that. Like, I don't doubt that because people, they didn't respond to this or like they didn't, they weren't like, ah, you got us or whatever. But do you think this is Kylie's revenge that she couldn't control the announcement of this pregnancy? She's now controlling Um, the name like lording over us the baby's name is that because you think that um like she so tried to control like her first pregnancy yeah so two things I think yes she clearly with her kids like which is again fair enough likes to have the power about sharing news and like okay that's that's fair that's probably up to the parents this the second thing I'll say is like sometimes I think the Kardashians drag out a storyline because they don't want to talk about other things. Yeah, for sure. Not saying it's about Astro World. I feel like now something happens and everyone's like, it's to cover up Astro World, which like maybe it fucking is. But I do think that it's like Kylie clearly doesn't want to be a part of the TV show or really do much of anything it seems so it's like well let's just talk about the baby's name every interview every scene on the kardashians etc that will be your bit for this season i hope that by the end of the season we get the name otherwise i'm gonna be enraged yeah yeah and it is a new tactic for her to because typically the old school way of finding out a celebrity's baby name was to look up the public records, like the birth right, announcement. Right, but because she named it wolf, the baby Wolf, people and won't change its name. Yes, legally, like they did dupe us on that for sure. So, do you want to talk about any of these other ones? Chloe's Photoshop. I will say you've been posting a lot recently. It's like, oh, Chloe's Chloe's outfit. This is Kim's old yeah. outfit. But do you think it's like a sustainability move? It's like, <laughs> <No>. oh. <laughs> like, I, I fucking wish. It's like, look at us recycling fashion. Yeah, I fucking wish it was because Kate Middleton does that and gets like praised heavily for for mm-hmm. being like the only princess to ever wear an outfit twice, twice, which is a fucking joke. But no, I think that Chloe is copying Kim's looks because... A, Kim is, again, the fucking prototype. And I think that Chloe's personality has been washed away and, like, picked out over the years. So she, like, doesn't have one. So she just kind of leans on things that Kim... Oh, it's so sad. Now I'm just sad again. It's so sad. Like, she leans on Kim stuff. 
And then the second thing I'll say is now she's skinny. Mm. So now she has access to things like the Met Gala and to Balenciaga. And like now designers will dress her because she's skinny. And so I think that there's like two pieces to it. Whereas like she's wearing like I posted where she was wearing the Balenciaga like tights that are boots Mm. with the big sunglasses. And I thought that was Kim and it's like, no, she's just being dressed because she's like finally like skinny. Oh, Chloe. I know. I think I think Chloe just needs to, you know, cut the ties, run good American. And again, I think this is what we were saying. It's like, just like have a nice life. Like have a nice life. Like she has gone through so much. Like this is too much. One hundred percent. It's too much. And that's why I think she's a shell of a human being. And she had a she was involved in another Photoshop scandal where she posted a picture of her where her tummy was clearly edited. The walls right. were warped, etc. And it was like an impossibly skinny waist. And then um, she quickly took it down and reposted one that was less edited. And then everyone obviously started talking about it. And then she went on Twitter. And she was like, LOL, don't know how that happened. She was like, could have been my glam team. Like, show me the receipts. And it's like... Chloe, just stop. Like, just stop everything. Just, you should disappear like Taylor Swift did and then come back in a year as... In your rep era. In your rep era. Like, please. Speaking of rep era, the last thing that I'll say about the Try Guys is they (laughs) posted... I this is the only reason I'm here. They posted their video on Saturday and the title was an all lowercase. Okay, I was going to say that because so was their their video. What happened? Yes, and the podcast. And, the podcast. and then I looked at their other podcast episodes and they were all capitalized like sentence case. Yes. So that is fucking wild. I think they're in their rep era. They're in their rep era. That's iconic. I love that if they're doing that on purpose. Yeah, that's a good catch. If, if that was something that's not talked about online, like that's a good fucking catch and a good theory. Okay. Let's finally move on to Petty Weight Champion of the Week, and then we can wrap up with This Week in Petty. So this is the part of the show where Dana is going to nominate a Petty Weight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty, and it was iconic. Dana, who are you nominating this week? My Petty Weight Champion of the Week will be Becky Happersberger, Keith's wife from the Dry Guys. Is that how I you think. say his last name? Happersberger? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, feel free to also to message me any Try Guys questions. Happy to <laughs> um, I'm also on the Discord. Yes, so hit us pop up. Pop them over there. Yeah. I will say that her tweets are so relatable to me because I think that Becky is similar to me in the way that, like, if you wrong someone that I love, you are dead to me. And I think the way she's tweeting about uh ned's friend writing the snl sketch without ever saying ned's name is iconic i think too she posted a tiktok uh essentially calling out buzzfeed people for capitalizing on this situation and i think that that is just like so so petty but so appropriate and i thought she's just out here tweeting and tiktoking the things that we need from her and I respect that 
Yeah, her responses have definitely been my favorite out of all of the, you know, sub, not sub characters, but like re- recurring cast members yeah. of this TV show. And I loved when Eugene stitched it and was just like mm-hmm. sipping wine because, yeah, it's just so true. And like, I do appreciate like, I feel like I was a little bit negative about like them probably capitalizing on it, but it, you're right. Like, it's probably like, how can we make a really shitty situation a little bit better but I do love how everyone is kind of responding in their own way mm-hmm. and what's like maybe healing for them because some of the, sometimes that's a shady subtweet. and I also think it's uh one of those situations where it's like people are asking these questions where it's like did you know did you know that your friend's husband was cheating on her and you didn't say anything but you can't say anything because it's a legal situation and you can't be sued for defamation. Yeah. And the other piece, and we didn't really talk about this, but on the podcast episode, they really talked about how like they felt like their life's work was going to be besmirched. Tainted. Yeah, Yeah. Tainted by this scandal and how shitty and out of control that felt. And so to take a little bit of control back and like kind of, share your message which is I wasn't involved and didn't mm-hmm. know about this I think is and good. I am mad uh, yeah you can tell Eugene and Becky cope with anger and then the rest of them are just like down bad sad like so yes. sad yeah so fucking funny okay I want to actually nominate someone this week it is Caitlin Stead have you seen this I don't think so. Okay, love this. Okay, so basically she is a beautiful bride who was stood up at the altar. Oh, ghosted. Yes, like fully ghosted. Wild. And she decided to, I think she lives in the UK. She decided to go forward with the wedding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her story went viral and I just thought it was so fucking cool and so petty. So I read a few articles and like the the main points are like just, you know, for traditional weddings, you don't talk to, you know, the groom or the bride or mm-hmm. whoever you're marrying the night before the wedding. So she was like, right. nothing's wrong. We promise not to see each other or talk before the wedding. And then she's like, and then... You know, like you go to bed and then hair and makeup starts at like 6.30 a.m. So I'm in the fucking makeup chair. I'm not looking at my phone or something like that. I just got full body chills, I will say. I know. It is really, it is like, it is just so vulnerable. And like, obviously, it's so much better that he dipped before they were married and then had to like divorce. But it's like, my God. I know, I know. It's like... <laughs> please like before the wedding i know i know the betrayal the betrayal it's so fucking brutal like it's 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 so brutal but she decided she was like i put my life savings into this which is like already really eek yeah in this economy yeah i was like okay girl but she went out to do the full wedding so she did the entrance she did a sparkler walk she did the first dance She ended up punching the wedding cake instead of doing like a cake cut. She did all the pictures with her bridal party. Her first dance, this actually like got me emotional, was with all of her groomsmen 
and her dad. Oh, I got more chills. I know. That's so sad. It's so sad, but like she's in these pictures. She said she cried, but she like looks happy. They're beautiful. Like, okay, and everyone is just like going along with it. Like, I would be the bitch in the corner being like, fuck, like, this is so fucking weird. Like, what are we doing? But like, it seems like everyone just was like, no, we're going to make this day like awesome for her. And like, I really think that they did that. So did, did she, like, did he text one of the groomsmen? Like, did they get confirmation that he was not coming? Yeah, and, like, and, and then... Because I would be like, oh, he fell down and he's... Dead. dead. That's the only option because no, no... In no world. Would I get stood up. Anyways, a groomsman contacted, like, the maid of honor. Mm. And then I think, actually, the mother of the groom told her ended up telling her like and she was crying so obviously she knew that this was like so fucked up but the last thing I'll say about this imagine that's your deadbeat son this is what Ned, Ned Fulmer's mom is feeling oh, right now <laughs> I'm not I can't even get into the try guys again yeah. but it's like how do you tell your parents that you're human garbage I don't know I fucking don't Ugh. know um, last thing, I don't want to say this to you because I feel like you're going to react poorly to it, but, <laughs> but, but they got back together. No. Oh my God. Fuck no. She said, I'd always dreamed of dancing with my dad at my wedding. He's 71. I always had a fear he and my mom, uh, wouldn't be at my wedding. So I always wanted to have a dance with him. So she was like, I wanted to go on with the day because, like, who knows if he would be at my next wedding, if if she has an, another wedding. I, I, know. I know. I know. I didn't want to say this. Dana's crying. That's so sad. I know. I know. That's so sad. I'm laughing because I don't want to cry, but yeah. Poor gal. I'm glad she got those those memories and those photos then. Yeah, me too. Okay, let's finally wrap up with This Week in Petty. Uh, This is where I'm going to share something that I'm petty about this week that happened in my real life. Um, So as everyone knows, because I've been fucking annoying about it, I was on vacation to Europe. It was super fun. Spoiler alert. I'm going to do a small Oktoberfest bonus episode with my cousins who I went with just because there was some funny things that happened. But there was... Two things. Actually, there was so many petty things that happened to me on this trip. And petty, I meant just like poor travel um, things that I'm petty about. Um, But there's two things that really stand out to me. So I was in Vienna. Um, At this point, I was solo. Um, After I went to Munich, I went to Austria by myself. I'm poor. I'm not like super poor, but like I'm not Europe- Hotel, hotel rich. rich. (laughs) And so I stayed in hostels. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I will say, because I feel like people have bad ideas about hostels, but like you don't have to get the ones that are like $7 per night and like flea ridden Mm -hmm. party like cesspools. Yeah, there's like a a mid-range. There's a mid-range one where you're paying like say like 30 euros a night and it's nice. I've had some that have been, like, nicer than hotels I've stayed at. You can also get ones that are just, like, two people and four people. And, like, that's not too bad. And just, like, the European hostel culture, like, it's just good. Especially if you're by yourself because they often 
you know, have activities like to walking right. tours and breakfasts mm-hmm. and bars and like pub crawls and stuff like that. Anyways, that's a, that's a rant for another day. Tori is pro hostel before she is against hostels yes. in this story. Yes. So I'm in a hostel. It's a four person women's room and it's my last night in Vienna. I have to leave for the airport at 5 a.m. So I go to bed at 9 p.m. I have to run a work workshop that I scheduled in like fucking July or something like this that I couldn't get out of. So that was going to be at 1.30 a.m. Vienna time. I know. So this, this is where like I was dumb. So it's like my plan was I wake up. I go to bed at 9.30. I wake up at 1.30. I do the workshop for two hours, which leads us to 3.30. I go back to bed, wake up at 5, take the train to the airport. I'm like, that's fine. Sure. It's just one night of bad sleep. What could go yeah. wrong? So I go to bed at 9.30. At this point, two bunks are empty, and it's me and this one girl that's already been there for a few nights. And she usually gets back at 10 brushes her teeth, goes to bed. Everything's good. Like super polite, everything like that. Mm -hmm. So she gets back. I kind of hear her. She steps into the shower, but I like doze back to sleep. And then two women come in and like turn on the lights and start speaking German at like full volume. But because I am still dead set on my plan, I'm like, "Mm." I'm like, go back to bed, go back to bed. So I like, don't move. I have earplugs in. I'm like, right. just you got your sleep mask. Yes. Yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. just fucking rally. 15 minutes past 20 minutes past. I still haven't fallen asleep. So I just roll over planning on falling back asleep. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the women goes, hello. <laughs> and like waves at me. What? Yeah. And I was like, hi and then like like fucking closed my eyes again (laughs) you're like bye yeah I was like good (laughs) night so then she starts speaking to me in German and I want to say everyone told me before I went to Germany that everyone and I guess I wasn't in Germany so I don't know why I'm saying this but everyone was like everyone speaks English there so I like Mm -hmm. I don't know I usually try harder with the languages but like I was just being a fucking bitch and so I was like, I don't speak German. I mean, fair enough. You shouldn't be speaking to this person. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm sleep try- anyway. So to I don't. And like, you're not in the wrong here. And like, I've had really good hostel meets. Like, no one has ever been like egregiously like mm-hmm. gross or off the wall. Yeah, inappropriate yeah. or or anything right. like that. Usually, people are super polite, and I'm usually the annoying one. So, anyways, I'm like, I don't speak Deutsch. <laughs> she's like okay I'll try in English um I'm old and kind of like I'm gonna sound like such a fucking see you next Tuesday because you should just accommodate this but like okay so she was like you're already (laughs) asleep so she's like it's a hostel (laughs) go to sleep in the bed that's empty (laughs) worry about it tomorrow Tori's leaving yeah I don't think I said that the two beds that were empty were the above bunks I assumed at this point. So so she's like, I'm old and like I'm going to have troubles navigating the ladders. I need to sleep on the bottom bunk. And I was like, 
okay, then in my head at this moment, I was like, then don't book a hostel. Then don't show up at fucking 10 p.m. Then have a, when you book hostels, you get assigned a number. Ask for a low bunk. Like, ask for mm-hmm. the bottom bunk. Tell them your situation. Yes. And then you'll show up and everything will be okay. And hostels, like, I feel like they are just way more accommodating than hotels because there's just right. less rigidity. So anyways, I sit on my phone for like fucking 20 minutes steaming. They continue their conversation full volume. She starts putting her pillowcase on her pillow and she's doing it and she's taking like 20 minutes. So I'm like, she like, there's no way I'm getting out of this. So I was like, I was like, I really like I'm trying to go to bed. I have to wake up at 1.30 a.m. And then again at 5 a.m. Like I'm really trying to sleep. And you, you, I, I can just tell that I'm not going to sleep. So I get up and I change beds. <laughs> Tori. Oh, no. I know. I know. So I change beds and then I think I, I guess I fell asleep and then I woke up. I did the workshop and then, you know. Did you rattle the whole bed as you got up and down? Did you shake it with your whole body I like weight? did, but not even on purpose. It was just a rickety bunk bed. And then, okay, then this was the thing that killed me. So, Did you turn all the lights on in the morning, though? No. At 5 a.m? I just oh, used my iPhone's we're, flashlight. We're different people. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not, maybe I'm not that petty. But I was like, also, I want to be, like, accommodating. But, like, mm-hmm. anyways, so then um, do the workshop, go back to the room. I don't end up sleeping, but I just, like, lie there. And then I get up at 5 to leave for the airport. The audacity when I was, like, shining my light to, like, pack up my bags Mm. and she looked at me like pissed like she was like (laughs) and I was like fuck you like I would have shown her eyeballs (laughs) so uh, I'm glad she was pissed so anyways I get on my flight all's well you know transfer end up in Calgary Mm -hmm. Canada one last leg till I get home to Victoria BC it's a quick hour flight quick hour flight I couldn't be more stoked to get home just because even though I had a really good trip, it was just, it was really taxing too. Like it was just a lot of travel and, you know, a lot of rain and whatever. Just, it's tiring. I'm in Calgary. I have a two hour layover. So I get there and it's like 4 p.m. their time. So I'm not eating or anything like that. I just go straight to the gate after I've gone through customs and sit down at the gate. And for the first hour, I'm just like on my phone, like whatever, texting you guys, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I move to a chair that's like kind of, it's not like. Angled. Yes, it's angled. In the, a pro sleeping kind of <laughs> Yes. Way. And I sit down and I'm like, okay, my flight's now late. So they keep announcing like. 15 minutes. Yeah, like delays and they're like, you know, like who wants to check their bags? It's a full flight, like all of that shit. So I'm like, everything is like, it's all good. So I like close my eyes, but like every announcement I open it, check. Oh, there's still everyone's still waiting in line. Close my eyes. One hour later, I wake up. No one's there anymore. This is insane to me. No one's there. I fucking sprint to the gate attendant and I'm like, oh my fucking God, that's the flight that I'm on because the plane is still there. 
Yeah, and they're like, doors are closed. Doors are closed. There's nothing we can do about it. Go to this other gate to talk to the WestJet representative. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. But then I was like, I was like, well, like, this is awful. But worst comes to worst, I know there's another. Did we say what the brand, the, the company this is? You did say Okay, because <laughs> fuck you, WestJet. I fucking hate you, and I'll never fly with you again. But I... I think this might be user error. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. There must be a... There's usually like a 9 p.m. flight to Victoria. Yes. So I'm like, okay, worst comes to worst, I get on the night, the next plane because there there's multiple trips. It's like a pretty frequent flight. Go yeah. down to customer service. They're like, ma'am, it was your fault and you booked a base fare. So you're shit out of luck. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They're like, well, we saw your flight that was from Dublin to, because that was where my connection was to Calgary, like got in on time. So there was no reason that you should have missed a flight. And I was like, so of course I burst out crying. Of course, because that's the only appropriate reaction. I would have started crying immediately. (laughs) Yes. I I thought I was like cool, calm, collected because I thought I was going to get on the next flight. So I burst out crying. Right. And they're like, oh, also, um, there's one more flight tonight and it's full. So yeah. there's no way that you're getting on this. So I walk down to the other comparator uh, airline and I'm like, do you have any flights? They're like, it's full and you can't buy from us. You have to buy from online. So anyways, I end up spending $350 on a new flight and a hundred, close to $150 on a hotel because it was, again, 6 p.m., and I couldn't leave to the next morning. I was so sad. 500 bucks down the drain for just like a little mistake falling asleep. Ugh. But honestly, I feel like sometimes I like I feel like I like lose five bucks or something like that. And I'm like devo when I think about it for years. And this <laughs> this I like feel like I'm managing pretty well. I think you get to a point when you're at the end of a trip and you're so desperate to get home. That no amount of yeah, money like, seems unreasonable like, to do that. You're like, I'm paying you thousands of dollars like, now. You're just like, my I'm out of luck. And it's like, my I want to go to sleep and I'll wake up tomorrow and do this. Uh, what's an extra 500 bucks? And then I'll be home. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It's the most money I've ever, like, you know, just had to fork, fork up. up. But I can't believe you fell asleep, though. I know. And, like... <laughs> This thing that kills me is like I was right at the gate and I was like, okay, it says on your screen, like missing Tory female, probably my age, got in, like checked into the airport. It's wild that no one was like, hey, girl, you supposed to be on this flight? Yeah, like you look like you could be a Tory. Like, yeah. And like they must have done the announcements, but I must have just been like fucking dead to the world because of my previous experiences. Wow. Yeah. So really, it's this woman at this hostel's fault. <laughs> True. Like, if, not West yet. If we, well, if we <laughs> go back to it, yeah, it's. I do think I won't speak to, but like these like base fares that these airlines sell that are like, you pay thirty dollars less, and there's no. It's like this is financial manipulation 100 percent, and also yes manipulation because i will never buy a base fare ever again because yeah. i also booked these flights and then realized it was a long weekend it was like oh i can extend my trip by like fucking four days i'm gonna do that and they did let me do that because of the base fare price and it's like yeah you have now 
made it so difficult for me to live my life that now I will never buy base fare again. It's also, it's like, they're like base fare. And it's like, that makes me feel like it's a discount airline price, you know, but it's not even like, it's like 78 bucks. It's like, it's still fucking $500 or whatever it is. Yeah. Like I, my base fare from, um, Austria back to Victoria was still like $550. Like, (laughs) But it's not like it's a freaking swoop flight that I paid $38 for. Literally. And I was like, uh, I was so pissed too. Like I, I was just, I was, yeah, you're right. It wasn't Ryanair. I wasn't paying 20 euros to go like three countries over. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, it killed me. And everything was just so perfect. Like, you know, I got the, I woke up on time, like walked to. Your flights were all on time. I know. A rarity these days. I know. Like I got on the train and like it everything was just perfect I was scared because it was like early in the morning but like tons of like it wasn't scary like everything was just perfect and then yeah that like ruined my life anyways sound off in the comments if I'm a huge bitch for for not giving up my bed to somebody (laughs) and uh feel free to message us how much you hate Canadian Airlines (laughs) um... (laughs) because they we're on board. Yeah, they fucking suck. Oh, my God. Okay, this was so much fun. Thanks for podcasting with me. Is there anything that you want to plug to the listeners? You know, I'm I'm on the Discord. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to come chat, I'll be there. I do have very specific interests. It's wild that one of my specific interests being the Try Guys uh, really became public knowledge this week So and last week. Happy to chat more about it if you would like to do that. And uh, yeah, that's about it. No personal projects at the moment. <laughs> Patreon.com slash RTBP podcast. Sign up. <laughs> okay. Thanks for... Tori's going to give me a sign up bonus if you yeah, sign up yeah, based on this yeah. episode. Just like the bonus I'm hoping to get for you moving into my building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> referral. Yeah. Resident referral. Okay, thanks for coming on. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Dana for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you can follow me on socials at RTBP Podcast. You can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as you can join Patreon for more exclusive content, patreon.com slash RTBP Podcast. Okay, folks, it's been a slice. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.